live from the ESPN 690 Anna and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Everyone's human, you know, it's not like no one's perfect. You're not going to come in and just everything go perfect. It doesn't usually happen that way. So, like I said, part of me kind of expected that, but also everybody's different. Everybody's situation's different. I'm also not expecting this thing to take a year or two until I start taking care of the ball and playing better. So, uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm trending that way right now, and I'm looking forward to the rest of this season and feel like there's a lot of work for us to do and a lot of games that we can win. Got to be Trevor, I assume. I know that voice anywhere. Welcome back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I'm Austin Lane. Casey pushing all the right buttons. Brent Martineau on location in Cincinnati. Going to be checking us, uh, checking in with us pretty soon, hopefully. Going to get the first dibs on how the new kicker's looking, how Mr. Wright is looking out there, how confident he's looking, and whether he's going to be the future of Jacksonville for a while or this is kind of just a one-and-done kind of lease thing, which sometimes can be the life for kickers. But the cool thing about, you know, obviously Thursday night games, it's the only show in town, only game on TV, is, you know, I tend to get in a little more prop bets because I like to watch the game, Casey. So, being that it's Jacksonville, Cincinnati, being that it's the only show in town, I want to get your opinion real quick on some prop bets, if that's cool with you. All right, I think we got somebody calling in real quick, so I'm going to hold off on that. But, with the prop bets... The reason why I like looking at prop bets sometimes is because the handicappers in Vegas, the guys that set these lines, they have a a good idea of how the game's going to go. Now, are they always right? No. Do I have a better idea how the game's going to go? Possibly. Uh, I've kind of alluded to that a little bit in the beginning of the show. I think you're going to see a Cincinnati Bengals team that has traditionally ran the ball to start things out who are now going to pass nonstop. And I think we have a Jacksonville team who is going to give the rock to James Robinson, or at least they should. Casey, you ready to do some prop bets real quick? Let's do it. I want to get your expert opinion on a couple things here. Let's do it. Passing touchdowns. One and a half. Over or under for Joe Burrow? Over. Passing touchdowns for Trevor Lawrence. Over or under? One and a half. Yeah. I'm struggling with this one, too, because I would... Crap. I would think over, but... It's a pretty good Bengals defense. Yeah, like I think I think James Robinson scores on the ground. Yeah, and I think Marvin Jones scores. So I guess I'm going under. So this is a very telling fact: minus two twenty two right now for Joe Burrow and over, plus one twenty right now for Trevor Lawrence over. Yeah, one and a half. I mean, it's hard to when your best player is a running back. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say that he's going to throw multiple touchdowns when you assume that the best player is going to score at least one of those. Yes, and he's going to have to hand it off to him. Rushing yards. Over 89 for Mixon. And over or under? You know, I'm struggling with that one, too, and I want to get your opinion on it because yeah. no Roy Robertson-Harris. Yes. How does that... I'm saying I don't... I'm buying the Jags' run defense. I'm saying under. Well, right now it's even money coming out of Vegas. I'm saying it's going to be under as well. I think Jacksonville's MO is stopping the run. That makes no difference for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Joe Cullen loads the box and lets Jamar Chase or Tyler Boyd try to beat you, but I'm definitely going to be taking the under there. And then let's get into James Robinson real quick. Interesting number here for James Robinson. Doesn't really, in my opinion, say where the game's going to go. 54.5 is the over-under right now for James Robinson's rushing yardage. 54.5? Over. 54.5. Over. I mean, I know Cincinnati can stop the run, but over. Yeah. It's got, like, how... 
Oh, boy. If, if you get burned on that one, that's that's tough. Well, and listen, if it's not 54, if it's under that, well, then that kind of tells you how the game's going to go, I would say. Like, Cincy by 50. Oh, yeah. I, I, you're I, in I trouble. So too. You're I in think serious you're in trouble. trouble. Yeah, so I expect over 54.5 as well for James Robinson. Hey, I think we got Steven on the line here. Uh, wants to talk a little Josh Lambeau. Steven, how we doing? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good, man. It's good to see that you, you got out of timeout from yesterday. Didn't make that call. That was my co-host. We apologize. It's business, nothing personal. Oh, no, it's okay. I, I just didn't want to make the comment to uh, uh, Brett when he uh, said he was thinking about, I know he was joking, too, about oh, yeah, yeah, fighting. Yeah. I'm like, I was about to say, you know I'm Austin size, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. But do you have a question for us? Uh, yes, I do. And, and Casey uh, made the comment, and I just wanted to kind of agree with him, is uh, kind of like the old saying uh, when you're gambling, it, when uh, you don't leave the crap table when you got a hot hand. If he <laughs> makes like two field goals and kick, kicks all the extra points, yeah, you kind of want to ride with him because he's got the, well, hot foot, if you will. No, for sure. But, Stephen, let me ask you this question before you go then. You definitely ride the hot foot, as you said. I like that. But... Does that come at the price of keeping Josh Lambeau on the team, or do you release Josh Lambeau then? Oh, boy. Uh, if, if I had to guess, I, I would say they just come to practice and kind of, uh, for me, I'd give him a chance or whatever maybe for it and maybe have a kick it, you know, kick shoot out, if you will. Sure. Or whatever, but uh, I know that kind of seems like it's not in-game, so you can't get a good par on it. But uh, it's it's... I would say put him on the practice squad because you wouldn't have to worry, I guess, I don't want to make it sound like an insult to him, but he's missed all his kicks besides a few extra points. I mean, nobody's probably going to want to pick him up right away. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Thank you, Stephen, very much. It's, it's an interesting quote. Yeah, and you go with the hot foot. I definitely agree with that. Do you have but an open competition in the next week if, if Wright does come out and, and, and kick well? Possibly. I understand the pressure may not be there, but let's be honest, Casey. If you're kicking for your job, literally, is there any more pressure that you would want on yourself than that? Yeah, I mean, that's a situation, kicking for your job. I mean, I, I, Matthew Wright, I hope he makes the kicks. Yes. That's what I got for you. But Because Lam- Lambo's had a chance, in my opinion. Sure. More than enough chances. Yeah. Let's hope Matthew Wright can make kicks because we haven't talked about this part of it yet. What if this guy missed kicks? Mm-hmm. Then what do we do? Well, no, for sure. Can then... Logan Cook kick? <laughs> he's so good at he's punting. He's got the leg, man. Can we just sign a holder? He's got the leg. I feel like he's got the flexibility. I know there's more to kicking than just flexibility, but I feel like Logan Cook can do that. I- I'm with you, Casey. I understand where you're coming from here. To me, though, and I get practice squad could be an option, but I think if you put Josh Lamb on practice squad, someone else is going to snatch him up. Really? If, if not in a week, in two weeks' time. Because he still is a name, you know? And I get it. It's the kicking position. You kind of get comfortable with who you have. But I think even now, and I get it, it's been bad for Josh Lambeau, but even even now, if he could go back to that potential that he had a couple of years ago, he's easily a top-five kicker in the NFL if he can reach that potential again. So a team would be signing him based on what they think is going to happen. Well, Casey, this is NFL. Right, I saw an Indianapolis team sign Carson Wentz um, coming off of a catastrophic. Well, it wasn't. I don't say catastrophic. That's a little aggressive. But coming off a major injury and coming off the worst season of his life last year um, in Philadelphia, they still signed him because it's based off the potential. 
The potential for Josh Lambeau, I think, is still there. I mean, he's not obviously over the hill in terms of age. I have no idea where his body's at. But, like, we've seen the good, and I think a team could sign him just based off the good that they've seen. And the other option of, of putting somebody on IR, that's always a possibility. And without, like, you know, divul- diverging too much or, you know, divulging too much about how that process goes, sometimes it takes the player to agree to that, right? Sometimes you got to save the player from themselves, and sometimes you just got to be like, hey, we value you. You're hurt, maybe. Wink, wink. We still want to keep you here. Can you go on IR, please? That's how those conversations go sometimes. The other thought with that is, I mean, if we put him on IR, I mean, the question is, is it worth it? Like, we know where the Jags are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, next year there's going to be a kicker that probably can make his kicks available, or you can, dare I say, draft one. Sure. To me, it's definitely worth to put him on IR because you're not paying him his entire salary. You essentially have him on retainer for another year, and then you bring him in next year to see where he's at. Maybe maybe, maybe this is a, an injury-related thing. Maybe the recovery process just didn't take like they thought it was going to take, whatever the case may be. The best move would be putting him on IR. But the issue with that is, does Josh Lambeau go, want to go on IR? And if I'm Josh Lambeau, why would I want to go on IR? Why, after all I've done in this league, after the rapport that I built with this team, why would I say, yeah, it's cool, you can put me on IR then if I'm not hurt? Now, some players are going to play that game, and some players aren't. I'm not really sure the, the mindset, the psyche that is Josh Lambeau of how he would feel about it, but I'm just saying a guy that's built up that much rapport, I have a hard time believing he's going to go on IR willingly. That's all I'm going to say about it. It's, it's, just, it's fascinating that we're here with this team about maybe the only spot we knew we thought we knew what we were going to get. Yeah. We knew we were getting from Logan Cook, and we thought we knew what we were getting from Josh Lambeau when they decided to let go of Aldrich Rosas. No, and listen, and you can go back and you can check the, the tape. You can check the footage. You can check my audio. I even said when they brought in Aldrich Rosas, I'm like, what are you guys doing? It's Josh Lambeau, all right? He's 100%. His, his injury's no longer, right? The guy's built up a lot of rapport, and it's not like, and I get it. If you're Urban Meyer, it's like, all right, you know, I don't want to give these guys the keys right away. They got to earn their spots. We saw that with Trevor Lawrence, obviously. He made Trevor earn that spot. Was it right? Was it wrong? Doesn't really matter. It's the way it was. With Josh Lambeau, the same thing could have been said. And I, and I was the first person to go, well, why are you making him earn a spot? The guy has so much rapport built up. Look what he's done for this organization. He's a kicker. You don't got to earn anything, man. You're a kicker. You're great. You're fine. Well, lo and behold, the last thing I first saw happening this season was, you know, the, the downplay of Josh Lambeau. So we'll see how it all turns out. We'll see if IR is going to be an option. We'll see how Wright does tonight if he can earn himself a job for a couple more weeks. Is this a one-week rental? We really have no idea. Back to the prop bets real quick. Is there yeah. an over-under uh, Matthew Wright made kicks? Mm, not that I'm seeing right now. What would you set the number at? A Matthew, half? Matthew Wright made kicks? I'm talking PATs as well. Ball goes in between the uprights <laughs> off his foot. Oh, man. I would put the number, if we're calling PATs as well, Yeah. go ahead and give me a two and a half. Over two and a half or under two and a half. Now, would you take it? Would you go over? <sighs> I mean, I think Jacksonville gets in the end zone, so yeah, I'd probably take the over. But, I mean, I, I, I would... Th- it's not You're my not favorite. feeling good about it. It's not my, I'd rather take James Robinson with the over in rushing yards. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, what would you do? What do you got on that one? Two, two and, and a half? half? 
Extra points and field goals. I take the under, and here's why. Oof, okay. Here's why. Okay. Does Urban Meyer, if you are fourth and three, and the field goal is roughly 50 yards. Oh, you're going for it. Right. Yes. So I'm wondering how many opportunities would, is he actually going to have to kick? The other question is, do you see two-point conversions? Some teams have done that in the past. It's Thursday night. Things get weird. Things get freaky. And you're on the road. And you're on the road. And you're in desperate need of a win. We'll see. I think I'm still thinking over two and a half, though, field goals and extra points. With that being said, I want to see him kick, though. No, for sure. For sure. Uh, a few more prop bets at rushing yards. Trevor Lawrence. We saw him start to take off a little bit in terms of, you know, the read options and things like that last week against the Cardinals. This week, we got 18 and a half over or under for Trevor Lawrence and rushing yards. Give me the over. Give me the over, too. You got to, Let's right? have some fun. You got to do something. I think if you want to be a, a rushing football team, you still have to have the threat of the edge. You have to have the threat of the quarterback. Trevor Lawrence can be that threat now. Don't let him carry the ball 10 times tonight, please. No, no. On, on a short week when he's obviously a little banged up from the Cardinals and Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt and company. Don't let him carry the ball 10 times. But let him make you think he's going to carry the ball for 10 times tonight. There's a difference there. A couple more receiving yards. This one's interesting. We got DJ Chark over 51.5 receiving yards tonight. Is this, is this going to be a DJ Chark coming out party, a DJ Chark bounce back game? I'd like it to be. Don't we all? I'd say under. I say under as well. LaVisca Chanel, over or under 41 and a half yards? It seems low, and I'm still going under. Oh, wow. Okay. And then uh, Marvin Jones, over or under 63.5 yards? It's that high, huh? 63, yes. Uh, yikes. Man, I expect it to be lower, first off. Okay. But I think he is the go-to guy. Somehow, some way, we've gotten here. Um, I I think Trevor's got to throw to somebody, so give me the over. Okay. Yeah, and you're not wrong here, Casey. You know, I, I've, I've said it many times. I think DJ Chark is the one receiver. But as these games have transpired, and I get Chark caught a touchdown. Yeah, he caught a touchdown against Arizona. Yep. But still... You know, the targets, the receptions, they speak for themselves. And right now with Marvin Jones, it shows that, and, and well, whatever you want, if, if he's a one receiver or not, but he, he is the guy that Trevor Lawrence is going to. If the game is on the line, if you need a touchdown, if you need a, a long gain on third down, you get the feeling that he's going to Marvin Jones. And, and that it is what it is. Now, I'm not sure how defensive coordinators feel about it. I'm not sure if the plan tonight is to put your best cover corner on DJ Chark or Marvin Jones. Honestly, I don't know that. Um, I would probably lean more towards Marvin Jones, but I'm not sure. Every defensive coordinator is different. So that I'm going to keep an eye on. And that's another big storyline that won't get talked about because obviously there's a lot of them. But DJ Chark, you know, when does he turn it around? This is a contract year for DJ Chark, big year for DJ Chark. And you make your money off receptions, you make your money off touchdowns. And he's got a couple touchdowns. But the receptions, just the, the targets, the yards, they're just not there right now. Whether it's a lack of separation, whether it's not being on the same page, whether it was being injured with your finger a little bit and you're still kind of trying to work your way back in um, to that rhythm, whatever the case may be, this offense needs DJ Chark to play at a better level. And obviously Trevor Lawrence needs his receivers, regardless of who it is, to, to catch the ball uh, and to help him out.
especially on a short notice game, especially on prime time tonight. Uh, receptions. This one's interesting because we talk about James Robinson. We talk about how they, we, they should get him the ball. Yeah, they, well, James Robinson has shown to be a, a formidable guy also in, in the receiving game. Over or under for James Robinson, three and a half receptions tonight. If you're playing PPR fantasy, you're hoping for the over. Got to go with the over for PPR fantasy. But I don't see it, man. Really? I don't know why. I just don't. I just don't see it. I think the check down for Trevor is more Visca running four yards across the middle and or the tight end, whoever that may be. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Okay. For James Robinson. Okay. Let's go one more here, and then, then we'll call it here for prop bets, Thursday night specials. DJ Chark. And to set the scene right now, this is the the over is, I'm sorry, the over is hitting on this one, by the way, just to let you know. DJ Chark over or under three and a half receptions tonight. Now, it's close. It's not like it's a landslide, but people seem to be leaning towards the over here in terms of the odds, but you never know. Well, if I go over on the on the yards, I have to go. Or if I go under on the yards, yeah, I have to go under on the receptions. receptions. Okay, okay. I don't know if you're talking some screen balls here. You know, it could be a lot of things, Casey. I, I, I have to say under. I think I think you get over, though, you got a chance to win the game. Okay. You got to get the ball in his hands, right? I got you. No, for sure. For sure. Do we have a prop on uh, Dan Arnold? Does he play on the field? Dan Arnold. Uh, Dan Arnold, no prop bet on him. No prep uh, bet on – no prop bet on Taven Austin. Um – yeah, is there, is there a him. Jamal Agnew kick return prop? Will he do it? Touchdowns, no Jamal Agnew kick return prop. But you'd like to see that one for sure. Um, there's Carlos Hyde, plus 500 touchdown prop. Yeah, it's, it's about it, man. Sorry. Mm. Sorry about that. By the way, Brent Martineau has reported in. Okay. He said, I will be making my picks at 530. He'll be making his picks at 5.30. And referring to that, we obviously are talking about our Thursday night picks. Casey, do we have the record of those? We do. Hit me with them, please. Uh, Austin Lane, which is you. Yes, sir. You'd be 3-0. Yeah, I'd be 3-0. Brad Martineau. Um, He'd be 3-0. Is currently watching practice of the Jags right now. He is 3-0. He'd be 3-0. Uh, the only person left would be me. Casey's buying us smoothies. Yeah, I'm 2-1 right now. Could you be buying us smoothies? It's not, it's not good. Um, I got... I got absolutely hosed by the Washington football team mm. and the New York Giants going up and down the field left and right, yeah. making what, kicks. What, what are we doing? To, what happened to that under? All of a sudden, offensive explosions coming from Tyler Henneke, or Taylor Henneke and Daniel Jones out of nowhere. And their kickers were not pulling a Josh Lambeau. On fire. Yeah. Literally on fire. So that was tough. Okay, so, and I, I get we're kind of making up the rules as we go, which is frustrating to me because I'm super competitive, and sometimes I just feel like we're flying by the seat of our pants here, but it's all good. Are you picking first again today, then, since you lost? Well, you didn't lose. We all tied last week because we all got them right. So then, does that mean that you pick again first? Yeah, I mean, I will. You know, I'll be happy to. <laughs> we'll be happy to pick first. Um, I, okay. The situation is I have the loss, so obviously that, that is tough. Um, I don't know the fantasy situation, but I believe no matter which way we spin it, Brent Martineau's picking last no. because he's 3-0. Oh, no, I'm picking last because I lost in fantasy. Oh. Thanks for bringing that up, though, Casey. Yeah, Brent beat me in fantasy. Go and make that a button if you want to so we can play it back in um, whenever we want. But, yeah, Brent beat me in fantasy. Um, That's another story. My fantasy teams right now are abysmal. Shout out to A.J. Brown. 
Um, so I'm picking last regardless. I have a feeling I'm going to get stuck with the under or over, which I'm confident in. So I'll, I'll wait to see how this whole p- plays out. But you have the first pick. So once Brent feels a little froggy here and comes calls back in on the show, we'll make our picks. You're taking Jacksonville, taking Cincinnati straight up. I think I know what you're going to do. I think I know what the smart money is. To me, though, it's going to come down to Brent Martineau in terms of does he take Cincinnati or does he take Jacksonville with the plus seven and a half? Are we at right now? Seven and a half. That's what I'm curious for. Or does he go over under like a madman? Find out next year on ESPN 690. Welcome back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I'm Austin Lane. Casey pushing all the right buttons. Couple hours away from Jaguars on prime time. Brent Martin will be checking in with us momentarily to give us his picks for tonight. What's going to happen? Do, do the Jaguars cover? Do they win outright? We'll find out in a couple minutes. Before we go to that, let's go to Captain Rick here with the Florida Sports and Fishing Report. Captain Rick, how we doing, man? Austin, how did we finally get rid of Brent? I know, man. All it took was a Thursday night football game, and he's gone. Easy as that. All right. All right. Then we need some more Thursday night football games, don't we? Captain Rick, I think, I think we need more primetime games in general, but you got to earn those, as you know. Yes, you do. And we have not earned a ton of them <laughs> in the last few years. Thankful to have this one. Well, I got to tell you, Austin, fishing is just so good on this mullet run. I, I uh, was downtown today and had... Ten very nice flounder, uh, just really good solid fish. He, uh, me and my buddies eat mirrors. Talked to several boats that have caught a lot of shrimp downtown lately. The cast netters are doing quite well. The surf is full of reds. There's jacks and sharks and everything, but redfish are clearly the stars of the show. I do not see. Looks like it's going to be a little breezy on Saturday. I don't think our boats will be offshore on Saturday, but who cares? That's Florida, Kentucky, anyway. So um, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't think we'll have too many boats offshore that day. But the wind lays right back down. I don't see any bad weather coming until almost the end of the first week of October. Our fishing's good. You need to get out there, and you can count on us to be back tomorrow to check on it with another. Fishing forecast brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscaping. Captain Rick, man, I appreciate it. Austin, I appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one. That's Captain Rick. Check him out every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 on the Florida Sports and Fishing Show. I'll be honest, man. You know what one of my goals in life is, Casey? What you got? It's to have a show that I can passionately just talk about a topic like Captain Rick can do with fishing. Like, yeah, I mean, I talk football. I, I did football, right? I played football, all this good stuff, and I'm passionate about it. But, dude, the guy can get me. I mean, I'm not a fisherman. I'll be honest. I don't do a lot of fishing. Like, when I'm back home I'll, in Wisconsin and in, 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 in the great Midwest, I'll go on the lakes and do my thing with some friends. But I'm not a big fisherman. Dude makes me excited to fish. And I don't, I don't know what he's talking about, but he's enthusiastic, and I appreciate it. And he's doing his job, right? I love it, man. I, I'm trying to, I, like, I wish I had that. I mean, I, I guess it's football. Maybe anime, get a, my own anime podcast, get hyped up. Wrestling? Wrestling. would. Now we're talking, Casey. Now we're talking. Maybe, maybe a wrestling podcast is the way to go. I wonder what Brent Martineau would talk all day about if he had his own show. Although Golf. he kind of has Golf. some shows. I don't think I would talk about golf all day. I don't think. I've thought of a bunch of different podcast ideas. Just when you're going to do them is the question, right? you got to do it right 
You got to unveil. It. You got to almost have a three-year plan, I think, for a podcast. Yeah. Don't you think? You can't just go willy-nilly on it. Yeah. Well, I think you got to have a three-year. Like, can you talk anime for three years? Like, could you? Could I? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Hey, do you know how many animes there are out there? Good. All right. Do it. Is Brent calling from the future? Why are you such a delay right now? What's going what is happening? Uh, hey, if there's a big delay, let me call back. Maybe it'll be uh, better. Okay, call us back. Call us quick. Yeah, call us right back. That's Brent Martino calling us from 10 minutes in the future. He already knows if he's going to make the kicks. <laughs> Brent, we talked about the prop bets. We need the answers. Brent, we need some prop bets, man. How does the kicker look? Stay tuned. Brent can see into the future, and I can't wait to hear what he's got to say about it. No, I mean, I, guess, I don't know. Maybe anime would be the way. I don't know. I, I, I like your wrestling idea, especially being in Jacksonville with Tony Khan. I mean, hey, AEW is kind of right in our backyard, so a wrestling podcast would make a lot of sense. But I'll be honest, man, I'm so busy as it is. I don't have time in my schedule for another podcast. Is he Brack? I think yeah. so. Brent, you in the present? Am I, am I in the word? I yeah. might sound a little better. Yeah. That's so much better. Sounds like you're in the present. Oh, that's weird. Huh? Yeah. I, I called the same thing, but uh, hey, you know, you never know. He's you back know, from the future. Gonna work. <laughs> He's Marty future. McFly. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, let's do this thing. What, who's, who do I get to pick first? You sure don't. Since Casey is still... Uh, the loser in terms of he has only one loss, and that's the only loss that there is on the, the segment so far. He still gets the liberty to pick first because we all won last week. Ah, okay. I thought this was off, like, the fantasy. Was that just the, the week, the first time? That's if there's a tiebreaker. Ti- it's a tiebreaker, yeah. Ah, okay. So I had a good week. <laughs> we know. We, yeah, we're aware. All right, I'll, I'll make it easy, and I'll do, do what has to be done. Give me Joe Burrow and the boys straight out. Yeah. The Bengals win the football game. I mean, wow, okay. I get okay. it. I'm, I'm not mad at it. Disappointed, but I'm not mad at it, Casey. Yeah, I mean, maybe for your birthday, they'll win and you'll lose. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a heck of a present, Brent? <laughs> yeah, well, kind of hoping that happens, really. Uh, that would be nice for us to talk about something different. Brent, honors like, to you. Well, you got the oh, opportunity good. to ruin my birthday then by taking the Jags plus seven and a half or Cincinnati minus seven and a half or. You could go out on a limb and say if the total points are going to be more or less than 46. Yeah, I'll take the plus seven and a half, no doubt. Yes. That's the easy one. I was going to do it? that regardless. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Jack's, Jack's going to win the game. Okay. Oh, they're winning the game? Yeah, 27-23. Okay. Okay. So they're missing PATs <laughs> or they're kicking field goals? Yeah. Uh, how, how are we getting uh, that's? I was going to ask the exact same question, Casey. Nah, Matthew Wright out of UCF, record holder. Oh, he's uh, he's watching him kick right now. That's why, and he's money. Yeah, he's, he's three for three on PATs. He's two for two on field goals. Twenty-seven points. I mean, come on, that's a common number in the NFL. How is he look kicking so far? I haven't seen him. <laughs> okay, good, good. I mean, I teased the crap out of it, and well, now I'm sitting here kicking. with my hand in the wind. And, and that's a nice I way of saying something else, but I wasn't going to say that part. <laughs> I saw Logan Cook out here. I, I mean, I don't see anybody kicking yet. It was well, too early, I guess. Gotta I, be honest. I don't think anybody cares how Logan. Spoiler alert! I'm sure Logan Cook looks good. Yeah, Logan Cook was just walking around anyway. He wasn't even kicking. He usually he usually looks pretty good. I'm sure he's punting him like you wouldn't believe. All right. So then for my pick, Casey, what's the over under? That would be 46. Oh yeah, give me the over all day. 
Really? What am I, what? a sociopath? I'm not taking the under ever. We just talked about this in the break. The Jags have only we scored sure 20 once. We sure did. Okay. We sure did, and I don't care. I'm taking the over. I like it. I, I, I want to see a high-scoring game for fantasy implications and also just an entertaining game. I just yeah, want somebody else show, to have to right? buy smoothies. I love that. And also, and also, I think Joe Burrow's going to come out passing the ball, so it could be a high-scoring game for I like that. the Bengals. Uh, hey, I got a question for you. All right, so we got that stuff straightened out. We're, all, we're doing pretty good, by the way, on these Thursday night games. Did you see this? Like, you, I, I got to get this thing out, this thought out of my head. For years and years, I continue to say, like, I'm picking the Jags against – I don't even have a gut of it because I think it's hard for the away teams on Thursdays. Like, I, I just feel like it's tough. Well, guess what? Against the spread this year, away teams are 3-0 and on Thursday nights. Mm. So, that's what somebody told me. Is that true? <laughs> That's what somebody told me. Yeah. That's what um, somebody just told me a short time ago when I said that to him. I was like, but does that make you how, – how much uh, – what was last week? Carolina and Houston? Wasn't that like 24 to 9? Oh, no, they were the road team, though. Yeah, so they covered. Yeah, they were minus 8 and they covered. But it was Carolina-Houston. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Okay, hey, okay. The, road team is, the road team against the spread is 3-0 and so far. And so I've got to get this thing out of my mind because I do ha- – and it's – I think it was a trend early on. But I don't think it's as much of a trend anymore as that the Thursday is a big disadvantage for the away team. So I'm going with the Jags. Okay. Straight <laughs> up. I do have, a, I have this question. As uh, you're going to love the stadium music when there's nobody in here, by the way. You hopefully can hear that loud and clear. Um, how early would you get out for a game? Because it's been interesting. Like Trevor Lawrence usually gets out. It's like some 90 minutes before the game, not super early. There's nobody out here right now. We're less than three hours from kickoff. Uh, I think I might see a Cincinnati Bengals specialist, a couple of coaches walking around. The specialists are usually the first guys out here. Uh, there's some guys that obviously aren't going to be active tonight. They get a workout in. You know, they, they do that. Do you remember how, like, kind of your routine, how early you would oh, get yeah, out for a game? yeah, yeah. So usually I would probably say an hour uh, before we take the field in terms of you know, like our pregame warm-ups, I would be out there just kind of going through some stuff. Um, and when I say stuff, like, not mentally, I mean, like, going through, like, you know, my, my stance and my get-offs and all that. And then me and Zach Potter always had a thing where we did a, we talked about this before a little bit on the show, but Zach Potter and myself would have a dunk contest on the goalposts where we would take Wait. footballs and try to do our, our best, you know, dunks through the goalpost. Uh, undefeated in that. If you add it all up, because uh, I think I was out a couple games uh, with, like, a hamstring or something that I had my Liz for. Well, regardless of that, probably about 15-0 and 0 in the dunk contest against Zach Potter. Couldn't hold the candle to me. Um, and then, you know, just kind of just playing my music extremely loud, blasting out my eardrums, and then going back to the locker room. So it was probably, all in all, maybe like a 20-minute process. Go back to the locker room, get padded up. Uh, get dressed and then get ready to go back out there for pregame warm-ups. Did you feel messed up if you didn't do that? Like yeah. Oh, yeah. Thrown off? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, you yeah. know, we're all, I mean, I say this all the time. Football players are creatures of habit. So, usually, if you if you watch a guy's pregame warm-up, it's pretty much the same. Now, that can be changed if he sees, like, a former teammate or a former coach or somebody that he knows where he wants to talk to him before, you know, he gets out there. Like, that's a difference. But for the most part, guys warm up the exact same way for each game. Yeah, I, I would say that makes sense. And by the way, one of the cool things about Trevor, I'll give you this and then I'll get out of here. But uh, I haven't seen this Austin before. I, we've been doing this a long time. I don't remember seeing it. We haven't seen every quarterback in the league, of course, and watched him closely like we're watching Trevor. But in Jacksonville, I haven't seen this. 
he will come out. And when he comes out at whatever time he does, uh, you'll see him walk around the 20, 25 yard line. I feel like he's in the red zone area and he's got a piece of paper, which I assume is part of his script and some of the play calls. Okay. And he's looking at like what I would assume is landmarks and kind of just visually how things look like going into the end zones. Like he does that every game. We saw him do it in the preseason. We've done it. He's done it here. On uh, the regular season, it's an interesting thing. I want to ask him about it at some point uh, down the road, but uh, it's pretty wild. I, I I haven't seen that before. Again, maybe I just wasn't looking for it. Maybe it's a pretty common thing, but Trevor does it every game. Interesting. Just be sure to keep that under wraps. We play the Patriots. There could be guys with microscopes or whatever, or whatever you call those, you know, like the long telescope things, trying to look at your uh, your sheets. So, Trevor, mind your P's and Q's and get that paper away when you play the Patriots. Yeah, good idea. Um, all right, hey, I'm going to let you uh, take the rest of it. Thanks for handling most of the duties. Happy birthday, Casey. And don't forget, uh, tonight, Fox 30, 630 to 8 o'clock. Uh, Action Sports Jacks guys and gals have worked hard on this show. we got some pretty cool stories to see. Uh, 630 to 8, and then kickoff 820, and then we'll have post-game reaction uh, after the game tonight on Fox 30. And then we'll talk all about it tomorrow, Austin and Casey, uh, at 3 o'clock on ESPN 6. Tonight, we'll be at Extreme Wings, Roosevelt Boulevard, so come on out. Uh, and maybe raise a toast to a Jags win. We'll see. Have a good night, fellas. All right, you too, All right, Brent. So, real quick, since we're talking about prop bets, we've been doing that a while. Yeah, Somebody uh, on social on Twitter replied to Brent because okay. uh, Brent said we were making picks. Mm-hmm. My man Stevie, mm-hmm. he's got Jags first half plus four and a half. He likes that. It's like you can bet. Did you yep. know that? No, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you mean you can go quarter too. Yeah. yeah. So he's got first half plus four and a half for the Jags. Yep. By the way, last week I had my biggest one was Georgia seven and a half on the first quarter against Vanderbilt. <laughs> hey, what are we doing? Hey, well, it was a Vanderbilt Wake Forest. It was Vandy. Yeah, it was Van- Vandy. Hey, it was like twenty-eight nothing. But anyways, yeah, yeah please continue. Uh, he's got over uh, Joe Mixon over eighty-six point five rushing yards. He's got the score. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's got the score of the game over forty-six and a half. Okay, good. That helps me out in terms of my prop <laughs> or my bet. And that's all he's got. Okay, interesting. But we, hey, we're just glad. You know, somebody's listening. They're like, you know no, what? Hey, These are the prop bets. You guys like yours. I like mine. So no, listen. I understand, and let's not be naive here. Gambling's a big part of sports. I think. I think one thing that I've done since, and I might, you know, eventually lose my job for it. Careful uh, now because people are listening. But go ahead. Well, I've I've always been. You know, and, and I mean, we're 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 making picks against the spread, yes. and I I tell you what I think about Florida State, and we talk about it. I mean, for 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 pride, though, we're not putting money on the line. No, of course see. not. Okay, but I think it's something that, I mean, if you ignore it, what's the point? No, for I mean, like, listen, it's it's definitely a talking point. Now, if we had a sponsor, even True. better. Yeah, even better. Where, you where, never know. Where are they at? Even better. But no, I, I think you're naive if you don't at least allude to it a little. I mean, that's what fantasy football is, right? I mean, fantasy football is huge. Bets, betting is huge nowadays. Like it's that literally your cell phone can do all that stuff. So, no, I, I think it's cool that we talk about it. I'm into it. You're into it, Casey. Brent's into it a little bit as well. So, yeah, I think we'd be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't talk about it. We got one more, one more break coming up here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Our final thoughts, our final predictions of what's going to transpire tonight between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the rumble in the jungle. It's the war on the shore. It's primetime television. I'm excited for it. Do I think it's going to go good? We'll find out, but I'm excited for it.
All right. I think it's going to be an over in terms of the prop. The, the over, what was it, 46? 46. Give me the over. Give me an exciting game, Casey. Give me Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow toe-to-toe. Yeah, give the ball to James Robinson because that's how you win the game. But give me, give me Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow with a little James Robinson and Joe Mixon mixed in. But give me Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. Talk about that more next year on ESPN 690. because when you're efficient, you're going to move the ball down the field, get first downs, and score a lot of points. You know, our defense, you know, got us the ball in, in great field position the whole game. And all we really had to do was take advantage of it. And you know, we're going to be in every single game we play because we have that, that defense across from, from the opposing offense. And so we just got to take advantage of the opportunities when they present themselves. Complimentary Joe Burrow. I think he called Miles Jack the best linebacker in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. Which, I mean, it's it's generous. You know, I think um, on a better team, you might make an argument. But obviously right now, it's hard to say that he's the best linebacker in the NFL. But I think it's a nice compliment. But you, you know what's funny about... I always find this with professional athletes and football players alike that when you're in a press conference after a win and you just beat your opponent, and this didn't happen with Joe Burrow, I'm just saying just in general, though, you're very quick to compliment the other team. For instance, Arizona. Let's just say that Kyler, you know, well, we don't have to say anything because that did happen. Kyler Murray beats Jacksonville. They ask Kyler Murray, hey, what would you think about that Jaguars defense? Tell you what, man, they played a great game. You know, I mean, they're, they're one to watch in the future. Um, you know, the props to our offensive line stepping up today and keeping me safe. Props to wide receivers, yada, yada, yada. But they always give compliments to the defense. You can't say the same thing when you lose, though. Because when you lose, you're frustrated. And I've been in these scenarios. And I've been in those locker rooms after losses, after a lot of losses. And they put the microphone in your face. And the last thing you want to do is give anybody a compliment that just beat. Say you just get beat by 20. Hey, what are you saying about the defense? Yeah, you know, it really comes down to us. We just made too many mistakes. Uh, we we got to be better. I got to be better. Yeah, that's great. Hey, what do you think about, what'd you think about the, the the quarterback they'll play of your opponent? Yeah, I mean, he was great, but you know what? It comes down to our pass rush, right? We just got to do a better job, be on the same page. And that's what it always happens. If, if you are if you win a football game, you're in the – and I've said this so many times before, and I, and I wish that people could experience this for themselves. Like, you experience it as fans, and that means one thing, especially when you're like – 25 beers deep and you're feeling good and you got to win but i'm telling you man after all the hard work that you put in in training camp the hard work that you put in for prep week and you get that win especially in a home crowd there's no better feeling food tastes better tv is more like i would you know what i'd watch ted lasso if i was in the league right now and i won a legitimate game that maybe i was an underdog in and, and we won at home and i had a good game i would go home kiss my wife give my son a hug and i'd watch ted lasso because i would be in that good of a mood and i bet ted lasso would be funny to me even the whole wholesomeness of everything it'd be a good show to me that's how much winning means in the nfl that i'd watch ted lasso what more do you want me to say it's a really cool thing to win in the nfl what a what a what a moment what, that was. What, what an endorsement for winning, am I right? Yeah. But when you lose, though, I'm telling you, man, and when you lose continuously... There's no chance you're watching Ted Lasso. I, I might cancel Netflix. Oh, I, it's on Apple TV. Oh, I don't have Apple TV, but I might cancel Apple TV. I man. might get it and then cancel it. I, I would get it and then not even watch it just out of spite. There you I, go. I, I would, I'd get it for two people. I'd get it for my friends, I'd get it for myself, and I wouldn't even watch it. Two memberships. 
getting paid through the credit card account. Wife upset. Kids asking where his new game is. Can't do it, bud. Sorry. We got two Apple TV subscriptions. Deal with it. That's what losing feels like. So I always found it funny. And this is something to keep an eye on a little bit. What? And this is just, you guys can play along. You can say, hey, tell them Austin sent you. But the next time you watch press conferences, watch the team that wins and then watch the team that loses and watch how the team that wins are so quick to compliment their opponent that they just beat and watch when the team loses how quick they are not quick to compliment the team that just beat them. Spot on. Tell them I sent you. Just, just a little fun fact for you, a little fun exercise, if you will. I was thinking about this in the break. What you got for me? Most important prop bet of the night. You're not going to find it on any website. Okay. It's coming straight out of my brain. Okay, I like it. Urban Meyer has not talked since the Josh Lambeau news. Sure. So I want, there, there's a lot of ways this could go. Okay. Because if the Jags lose on a kick, the question oh, comes man. up earlier. Yeah, it does. So I'm asking you. How many questions in? How many questions oh, into, the, the page, into the post-game presser? Does Urban Meyer get asked page. about Josh Lambeau? Oh, man, I love this. And I have no idea, because like you said, this is all about game script and game narrative. This is a close game. It comes down to a kick, and you miss it. Or it comes down to a missed extra point, or whatever the case may be. I got to think question number one. If that's not the narrative, and if that's not the game script, I would say the over-under should be set at three and a half. I was thinking that. Because there's, there's a couple ways. There, there is that way to look at it. If they get blown out... doesn't matter. It might come up earlier because oh, what else are you going to ask him? <sighs> hey, we just lost again. See, but that's the thing, though, Casey. If they get blown out, then it's going to be like, you know, how do you turn this thing around? What happened out there tonight? What happened with the offense probably then, right? If they get blown out. So I feel like there's a lot more questions to be had if you get blown out. If you lose a close one... Or if you see if you win, that's not even a question. I don't think, right? No. I mean, not, not until like way down the line. Yeah, I think at some point. Because then you know what it is. It's hey, how's it feel to get the, that first one out of the way finally? Yeah. Right. What do you exactly. think about Trevor Lawrence tonight? So James Robinson, you finally gave him the ball. There you go. So now yes. we're at, we're at three right there. So what it comes down to is how is this game going to unfold, and then that's the, and that's the question. So I think three and a half is fair. If you're asking me what I think is going to happen. And I'm going to be watching, congratulations, Casey, as if my nights aren't long enough already. As if I'm not held to the candle in terms of getting up at 5.30 in the morning because i got to be at the morning show, not complaining, love my job, would have it no other way. But with that being said, not only do I have to watch a Thursday night football game, but now i got to watch the press conference after the game. It's going to be a four-hour night of rest for me tonight. Arcadian rhythms, look it up, are going to be haywire. Because Casey's bringing new profits to the table, and I'm not mad at them. Here's a wild card. What you got? Brent Martineau will be in the room with Urban Meyer post-game presser because he's there. He could be listening right now and think, man. Oh, wow. So, so the, the fix could be in, though. He's listening be. right now. I don't have no proof of that, though. No, I don't have any proof either, but the fix could be in. You'd have to believe he's doing, like, his job. Yeah, but I also don't think Brent Martineau is going to ask him about Josh Lambeau. I don't think he's going to go that Ooh, direction. I bet he could. I, th I think he I th could. Th I, th I think he's going, hey, I saw some of your friends and family here. <laughs> what does it mean to be back in Cincinnati? Something like that. You know what? That's the, what is Brett Martin <laughs> asking Urban Meyer? That's a good one. And I think, what does it mean to be back home in Cincinnati playing in front of a, a home crowd-ish or whatever? You think he still asks them that if they lose by 21? Well, no, he can't do that. Or maybe I, he does. 
Hey. Sunshine and Rainbows? Sunshine and Rainbows. He's fearless. I'll tell you what, Casey. Just, here's what you got to do. You got to listen to the post game. Listen to the post game. As if I wasn't excited enough for the game already, regardless of how this game turns out, now I got to watch the press conference. The, the, the mark has been set. Over under three and a half. Urban Meyer gets asked about Josh Lambeau. Report back to us tomorrow. Same time, same place, and we'll have the results. For Casey pushing all the right buttons, for Brett Martineau not eating Skyline Chili in Cincinnati, and for yours truly, Austin Lane, have a great night. Um, hopefully it's a competitive game, and we'll break it down tomorrow. Stay safe. Stay casual. Peace. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.